Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. That portion of God's word for our consideration this morning is taken from the letter to the Hebrews. We do not know the author of this letter, but by reading it, you can soon understand it was written to Jewish Christians, a letter that is also written for us. I'd like to share with you two verses from chapter 5 and one, and one from chapter 6. You find them printed out in your worship folders. We have much to say to you about this, but it's hard to explain because you are slow to learn. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity, not laying again the foundation, and God permitting, we will do so. Don't be such a baby. Grow up. Who of us haven't heard that sometime in our life? Don't be such a baby. Grow up. What parent hasn't said or at least thought that about a certain teenager? Why don't they, why don't we grow up? Maybe we're concerned about the future. We don't know exactly what it'll be like. And perhaps we have found a certain comfort level where we're at, knowing most of the good and bad things that are around us. How can we be sure about the future? So we're willing to step into it? That's simple. Trust God's plan. Today, trust his education plan. Indeed, there is a time for baby food and baby actions and learning as a young child. You watch some of these TV reality programs? One, for example, where you have the, the, the tiniest of children in some kind of a beauty contest. Some of us wonder, what's going on? Let children be children. They'll grow up soon enough. What's the rush? Time for baby food. The ABCs of God is the word. There is indeed a time to teach the ABCs of God's word to children. I mean, mothers tell Bible stories and sing songs about Jesus to their children from, from babies on. What is more special than to listen to three- and four-year-olds sing, Jesus loves me, or at Christmas, away in a manger. The stories and the messages are simple. The simple gospel of Jesus Christ, yet so profound as the Holy Spirit uses that message to create or strengthen faith in tiny children and children as they grow up. But the author to the Hebrews would uh, tell us there comes a time when everyone needs to grow up. And in order to do that, they may need a hearing examination. Verse 11 of chapter 5 says, We have much to say about this, but it is hard to explain because you are slow to learn. The word there translated slow to learn really means numbed 
or dulled. It's, it's ears that no longer perceive and hear what's being said to them. Sometimes children don't advance in their development because they have a hearing problem. In fact, the recommendation today is to have uh, children as young as two and three-year-olds hearing checked so that they don't fall behind because of some hearing problem. See, the writer to the Hebrews was giving a, a hearing test, if you will, to these undoubtedly mostly adults who seem to be slow to hear. They had heard about Jesus, about the ABCs, but they weren't growing in faith and trust and understanding. How about us? How about you? Are you growing in your faith and in your trust and in your understanding of God's will for your life? Where are you at spiritually? Still at the Jesus loves me, this I know aspect of Christian growth? If so, we need to ask Jesus to forgive us. And we need to advance. Verse 12. In fact, though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you the elementary truths of God's word all over again. How long have you been a Christian? How many sermons have you heard in your life? How many hours of private Bible study time or group Bible study time have you accounted probably more than you know? But why is it then that in a church like Apostles, with as many members as we have, that we have difficulty people who feel confident enough to come in and teach a, a Bible class or a small group Bible class to lead a devotion for the youth or lead a devotion at, at a church committee meeting that you go to. See, there's nothing wrong with going back to the basics of who Jesus is and God's plan of salvation. But there most definitely is something wrong with staying there. At least that's what the writer to the Hebrews, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says. Again, if that's the case with you, you need to go to your gracious God and lay those sins before Jesus, assured that those sins have been forgiven, and realize that you, like the Hebrews, need a more substantial lunch. Verse 12 through 14. You need milk, not solid food. Anyone who lives on milk, being still an infant, is not acquainted with the teaching about righteousness. But solid food is for the mature, who by constant use have trained themselves to distinguish good from evil. Maybe you remember a time when you weren't feeling good. Maybe you had the flu. When all you could have was, was a liquid diet. And how, how great it was when you got to the point where you actually could eat solid food again. You know, food that 
could give you your strength and help you, you fight whatever the illness was. So it is with spiritual solid food. It helps you grow and get stronger spiritually. The writer says, so that you can distinguish between good and evil. Distinguishing between good and evil. In a world that obviously has lost that ability. And the examples of that are are just so very tragic, right? Just think of the world's view of marriage, of the rights of the unborn, of the end of life. They've mentioned about, you know, politics. Ever so often in this uh, presidential campaign and other campaigns, one of these issues will get mentioned, right? And what a turmoil comes when someone would suggest something that would go along with a biblical principle. Even affects marches for cancer. These issues, God wants us to be able to discern. To be able to understand there is a right and a God-pleasing way, and there is one that displeases God. And not only the ability to distinguish between the two, but the ability to follow the God-pleasing way more and more. Indeed, it's time to matriculate, to mature, to move on from the elementary. Chapter 6, verse 1. Therefore, let us leave the elementary teachings about Christ and go on to maturity. Don't be such a baby. Grow up. Growing or or changing usually takes a decision to do something. Often, someone else giving us that encouragement. So the writer writes, Therefore, let us leave. Not, you grow, I'm fine. But the imperative, let us together grow. Join a small group where you can dig deeper and ask questions. And if that group can't answer the questions, you take those questions to a pastor who has been trained more in understanding Scripture. And if that pastor can't understand it, he knows places you can go and people that he can talk to to find those answers. Don't forget about Christ. Of course. Never. Christ is a part of everything. But move on and grow to maturity. Then the author gives a little description of that fundamental course that the Hebrews had and most of us have had. He says, Of repentance from acts that lead to death and of faith in God, instruction about baptism, the laying on of hands, the resurrection of the dead, in eternal judgment. Brief summary of the foundational courses, the ABCs of repentance that leads, of repentance from acts that lead to death. Reality, the wages of sin is death. Which you and I have earned is death. No way out of it, no excuses, it's a fact. There's also a fact that because of Christ's death, we don't actually 
earn those wages. We don't get those wages. They're not, they're not paid to us because Christ paid for them. And out of thankfulness then, when we realize that we have done something wrong, we have, we have sorrow in our hearts and we turn them over to a good and a gracious God. Our sinfulness shows spiritual immaturity. But hopefully grow to understand that we have a God who loves us despite that immaturity. And he really says, come on, let's grow up. Let's learn to say no. And when you don't, come to me quickly. Lay him at the feet of Christ. Christ. Christ never did anything displeasing to God in his words, in his actions, in his thoughts. And Christ, through faith, gives us that record, that righteousness. Jesus, when he's 12 years old, a story when he went to the, up to Jerusalem with his parents and stayed at the temple while they went home, why did he stay there? To disrespect them, to cause them to worry? Of course not. He stayed there because he, as a human, needed and wanted and desired to grow in his understanding of God's will, of God's word, and the path that God had laid out for him. He also did that for all the times when we don't. And then, of course, we trust in that forgiveness because Jesus did pay the price, the ultimate price of suffering and dying on the cross so that we can be sure of our forgiveness and of faith in God. Simple, childlike faith is actually the most grown-up and mature faith that there is because they trust God and his word. They don't doubt, they don't question, they don't say, God, prove it, like some of us mature adults do. God said it. They believe it. It's a done deal. Instruction about baptism. The writer to these Jewish Christians undoubtedly would have to uh, talk to them about the differences between some of the Jewish ceremonial washings and this great sacrament of holy baptism in which water is applied in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and faith is created even in tiny babies or strengthened in others. The laying on of hands. The book of Acts in particular has several instances where the laying on of hands were connected with the wonderful blessings that God was giving to the New Testament church and the people. A reminder to us that, when diff- especially in difficult times, to still think about and remember and be thankful for the blessings that we have and God has promised to continue to give us. The resurrection of the dead and eternal life. From the beginning, Christianity has been based on and centered on the resurrection and judgment day. A filled cross and an empty tomb are evidences that God had carried out his plan of salvation 
and we would receive a favorable judgment. That's the foundation. Build on that foundation. I mean, all these are great themes and teachings essential to Christian life. But as the author points out, there, that's only the beginning. That's only the ABCs. Continue through the rest of the alphabet. It's time to go on. The foundation is solid. right? Because the foundation has been laid by Christ. He is that foundation. But in any building, you just don't put a foundation and walk away, and it's all done. No, you build a house on it. We are to build our faith on that foundation that has been laid for us. How do you do that? Well, you've heard that encouragement by Dave. Showing a Bible class. Whether it's a men's or women's or a small group, join one of the new Sunday morning classes that we have. The beginning times and the end times. Join a small group. Number of them are, are active and are going to be continuing to, to get going. If you can't find a, a group that fits you or your situation, start one. Organize one. Why? So that you can build on that foundation. Dig into God's word. Put up those two-by-fours of faith. Nail them solid. Nail them so that no earthquake can come and shake your faith. How important that is. Then you will be better able to distinguish between good and evil, to make decisions in life that are God-pleasing for you. And when you do that, as parents or adults, what a wonderful modeling you give to your children. That education, Christian education, doesn't get done when Sunday school is over or when you get confirmed or finish a Christian elementary school, but Christian education goes on and gets stronger and deeper and wider as you grow. And mom and dad and grandma and grandpa still love to study God's word and still work on building that house of faith on that solid foundation of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it's not just for you or your children or grandchildren, but it's for those friends and neighbors or acquaintances that don't have that foundation at all, don't even know the ABCs. A class on sharing your faith and witnessing. Why do so many of us have difficulty doing that? It isn't that we don't know Jesus. It isn't that we don't love Jesus. It isn't that we just want to keep him to ourselves. But there are things and hindrances that, that either our sinful nature or Satan, whoever puts up that keeps us from opening our mouth and sharing the simple message, the ABCs of Jesus that may change a person's eternal destination. Come to that class. Learn some of these things so that you are ready when Christ puts you in a situation where you can share and as you share, you will grow yourself. That's God's promise. And it will happen. But always God permitting. 
Our section ends by the writer saying, and God permitting, we will do so. How important it is for each of us to remember and be willing to accept his will. Not just when things are going fine, but in difficult times. God's will for us is always best. His will for us is to have us grow spiritually, to prepare us and, and maintain our faith so that we can be in heaven someday. And he'll work everything out, everything out, for that purpose. That's God's plan, his education plan. Trust God's plan. And God permitting, we will do so. Amen.